Nobody gets to be wrong. Humans Resourced was recorded in the Byron Bay hinterland in New South Wales, Australia, during May of 2019. It's a series of unedited, unfiltered, unscripted, heart-to-heart conversations between two dear friends, myself, Carly Nimmo, and Callie Brown. Humans Resourced is fueled by nature, endless cups of tea, and friendship. This series was intentionally created for you to binge on. So grab yourself a cuppa and let's dive beneath the surface. How comfortable are you with being wrong? Nemo? <laughs> Sorry, I was just drawing a flower. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> How willing am I to be wrong? And you know what? The answer to that is not that willing. Yeah. Um, Over the years, I'm getting better at it. Like that is actually something that I am consciously, intentionally creating is a relationship with the, you know, with that wrongness really. I just used two wanky words there. Anyone pick them up? Consciously, intentionally. There's nothing wrong with those words. I use them regularly. Thank you very much. But it's interesting. When I started to become a coach uh, nine years ago, I remember I remembered what it was like to be back in the education system. And it was horrifying. It was kind of like this coming back to my inadequacy. Mm. And my inability, kind of like this hard focus in a learning environment to understand what the person's saying so much and to get it so right that I missed the whole fucking thing. And I'd get to the end of a day and I'd be like, I am lost. I am so lost right now because I was so hell bent on getting it right that I actually missed the opportunity to be present. Yes. Right. And that is what I was talking about in the last episode. I was so, so married to my relationship of getting things right that I was missing the opportunity for growth. And I was missing the opportunity, even more fucking importantly, to lighten the fuck up and have some fun. Right. Right. And that's what you've said here is the permission for joy, right? Because in a learning environment that is conducive to, like actually you can't learn unless you feel safe and connected, right? So if you're absolutely in relationship with rightness and righteousness, Mm. that's what it brings, right, 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 then there is no opportunity to sink into what is available in that moment. So what it brought back to me was that I'd only ever understood learning as something that I found hard. 
exhausting. Like at the end of the day, that kind of take your glasses off and that pinch between the eyes, like just so tired and so much energy put in. But it wasn't the content that was drawing the energy. It was my incessant need to get it and to make use of the information and the right information that was exhausting. Mm. And I think that happens a lot in our relationships too, like partnerships and you know those kind of when you find that you've lost connection with your partner because there's that one irritating thing that you're just carrying with you in every conversation and every exchange and it doesn't matter what you're talking about, whether you're talking about can you take the garbage out or whether you're saying what time are the kids going to bed, you're carrying that one incessant annoying thing. And it kind of puts me into my righteousness and my need to be right that once that thing is gone on him, like once he gets rid of that, then we can move forward. Like, you know, once he catches up with my wildly spiritual and (laughs) expansive self, then we'll finally have the relationship I've always wanted. But actually, the tool that coaching gave me and that experience again of being horrified by being back into the learning experience and I'm not good at this and I need to get it right – What it actually ripped away was one sentence, and I've shared this with you before, nobody gets to be wrong. Mm. Nobody gets to be wrong. So when I held that up as like my white flag for myself, then I'm also holding that in my relationships for others that I'm engaging with as well. Yeah. So what does does nobody gets to be wrong? mean to you? Yeah. It gives me the opportunity to let go of being right. Mm. Right. So it means that your husband is not wrong just because you want to be right. Yep. Or that client isn't wrong. Yep. Or that that person isn't wrong. Right. In or, someone doesn't have to be wrong in order for you to be right. Right. So there isn't a, I'm a yes and you're a no. You know, there's actually, it brings equilibrium. But also a beautiful piece, which I've said before that you stand for, is it gives permission. Mm. It gives permis- permission for me to notice that I'm trying to make him wrong and me right. Or I'm offering a space, which I've noticed when I then get coached, when I'm not coacher and I'm coachee, that it's actually really uncomfortable to bring your stuff that feels wrong into a space and be met and witnessed by another human being. Permission. Mm. Permission to go, this feels wrong, but I'm going to speak to it anyway. Mm. I'm about to unload all of my judgment of somebody else on you. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you are not going to make me feel wrong for that. Right. And like how fucking freeing. It's like all of the shackles come mm. off and you can actually see it for what it is, just a judgment. Totally. And I think when you say that, my heart breaks a little because I think about so many of us that the one person or the two people that we've never wanted to be wrong by but we're continually wanting to be proud of us are our parents. Mm. And so often now that I'm a parent, I become really aware of ways that I'm making my child wrong and how many ways I've been made to feel wrong and from love, Mm. like from a deep sense of love. But 
how can I fully step into accepting my child in a way that is willing to be wrong? Like Mm. I'm willing to be wrong, (laughs) do you know what I mean, Mm. in the way that I'm treating him or her. And it's quite heartbreaking to think that a lot of us are adjudicating ourselves and our own lives from what someone else thinks is right or wrong within us. Yeah, and that actually brought up something for me in that. It's like nobody gets to be wrong, not even you. Right. Right? Not even you get to be wrong. Mm-hmm. So, so because oh, it just feels like such a paradox again. <laughs> Human resource, the paradox. <laughs> the paradox podcast. <laughs> Because it is like in order for, for in order for someone to be wrong, it means that somebody else must be right. And really, all you're doing when you're coming from this place of like I don't want to be wrong is, um, not yeah. Like if right and wrong don't even exist, it's acceptance of what is right. Because right and wrong don't really exist no. anywhere except in your mind. That's right. And accept in systems that have been created mm. by us, for us, for our greatest good, right? Right. Wrong, right? Wrong, right, right, right. Wrong. wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong, ding dong. Maybe, maybe instead of saying right all the time when like, you know, when I'm, because yes. I say that all the time, I'm like, yes. right, 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 me too. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'll go try on um, wrong, wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're so wrong. I wonder how comfortable we could be with that. (laughs) But I guess it is about acceptance and maybe that is what we're moving toward globally as we move into this, in quotation marks, new way of being with one another and in this platform of seeing what is so wrong in front of us. (laughs) The age of Aquarius. (laughs) But things are, like when we look at Trump and stuff like that, we do go, oh my God, this is so wrong. Like we are going in a wrong direction. But can we look at it? Like it is so difficult so, to even contemplate oh, that we're so exactly difficult. where but we need to be. But if we're saying nobody gets to be wrong. Not even right? Trump gets to be wrong. Well, I mean, look, if we're really like going to radically commit to the concept of nobody mm. gets to be wrong, then maybe as a continent, that's exactly where they the wrongness they need to be in for some right to grow. Right. I mean, wrong. Wrong. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I mean, when you really give it, because it does give me freedom when I say nobody gets to be wrong, it does give me freedom to go, oh, okay, okay, well, so what I'm feeling, that's okay. Mm. I mean. It's mine. It's not right or wrong. It just is. It just is. Yep. It just is. I'm going to embrace it for now. And I think in just doing that, it opens you up to something different. Right, because it's the self-judgment of like, right, wrong, et cetera, et cetera, again, that stops us from taking action on things, That's that stops us from speaking our truth, that yeah. stops us from creating. We, we, when, if it didn't exist, what could you create? Mm-hmm. What truth would you speak? Mm-hmm. What is truth mm-hmm. if there is no right or wrong? Yeah. I mean, that's an existential question. That probably can't be answered without a few joints. Right. Got <laughs> Some any? Lucid, hallucinogenics. <laughs> Not but that I, I guess, do either. But. I guess what it brings me to is like 
if I was in a supermarket and I had a rageful tantrum, what's wrong with that? Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, this is the thing, right? Like, as a child, nothing is, well, it depends on who's looking at the child. Right, right. Because when you step into awareness and acceptance and offer that as an environment, then your child does get to explore and express in a place where nothing is right or wrong. Mm. Which is really like, it's, it's, for people like us who were brought up in an authoritarian age, that's quite challenging mm. because there's deep-seated conditioning of what is appropriate and what's not appropriate. Yeah, there most fucking certainly is. And so what exists out of the confines of that? Because I believe that we are like my belief is actually that we are all inherently in underneath all of the stories and underneath all of the whatever underneath our meat bag, whatever, like our sack of bones, underneath all this stuff, is the same. The same yep. consciousness. Yeah. The same. The same thing. We're all the same thing on the inside, and that is inherently good. So if there is no right or wrong, then then there wouldn't be bad things happening in the world because we would all be operating from a place that isn't being wronged. Oh, because so it's shame that Carly. causes us to do that stuff. Yep, it is. It's shame that drives us to the drink yep. and then drive in a car and hit someone. Yep. It's shame that 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 is the driving force b- behind a lot of addiction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a piece of avoidance there too, but it's due to people being made to feel wrong. And bad. And bad, yeah. Like inherently good mm. is the words that are singing in my ears mm. because if we can parent with that as a constant in our awareness – my child is inherently good. The human race is inherently good. This human experience is one that is inherently good. Right? If we can hold on to that and stand for that in moments of confrontation, in moments where, are you lying to me? Did you just lie to me? Right? Mm. We'd be able to soften that mm. and go, nobody gets to be wrong. My child is inherently good having a human experience. Mm. Right? Yeah. And you will find that most of us who have experienced some kind of addiction or depression or anxiety, in some way there was a belief and buying into, uh, I'm not good enough, bad, I'm bad, there's There's something something within me me. wrong. And this is, oh my God, this whole piece about there is something wrong Wrong with with me. me. Nobody gets to be wrong. Right? Nobody is broken. Nobody. If nobody is wrong... Nobody is broken. And there's nothing wrong with you. Right. So then we don't have to go and, you know, like... Over-medicate. Right. Prognosis. Right. Right? Yeah. None of it. And whether that is... Diagnosis, whatever. Whether, whether that is a diagnosis yep. or medications or yep. it is us constantly seeking the approval of others in whatever form, whether that is like being whatever, you know, yes. whatever that looks like, or us constantly seeking the answers through somebody else throwing our money out. Just show me yes. how to be good. Show me how to yes. win succeed, at life. Show me succeed, how to be right. Exceptional. Show me how to be exceptional. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. But nobody gets to be wrong. Right? Not if even that, them. Not even that. It's true <laughs> Hey, though. if Trump ain't wrong, yes. thinking yeah. exceptional. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I guess that's exactly and you know the what? heart of like, it. This is the, this is the key, right? 
this is what I've this is this is what I've come to with this because I do try to come to things from a place of compassion and understanding. And you know what? Even Trump was a little boy. Yeah. He was a little boy who was obviously made to feel quite wrong in some areas. And and then that's that expresses itself as an unhealthy adult. And that is where our need to control comes from. Feeling wrong is why I feel so uncomfortable yeah. in uncertainty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. Because what does that say about me? It says that I'm a bad person. I'm broken. You're dumb. You're lazy. You're whatever it is. And I think that that is actually, it's become a peak point for us as a human race to, yeah. to be represented by someone like Trump. It's actually representing a global epidemic of people feeling have been wronged. wrong or wronging others because yeah. of not because they just want to wrong others, but because they feel wrong. Right. And we had this conversation about, you know, like I've been speaking a lot about it in this last week because we had recently an Australian election and I don't want to get into politics because it's not my bag. Blech. I could Blech. think of be- better things to be spending my time and energy talking about, even though maybe I should get into office or something. I don't know, you know, like stop talking just so I can take up a seat in the office. Anyway, that's another story altogether. What 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 I what I'm what I'm saying here is that during this election, what I saw in my Facebook feed was a lot of if you are like you are from people on the left, and I'm not going to say what my persuasion is. You can have a guess. People on the left are like, um, and I don't really care what if you think I'm either, actually. Uh, but people on the because I don't think either is wrong. Just ha- just pointing that out. Nobody gets to nobody be gets wrong. to be wrong. Episode seven. That's it. <laughs> so so you've got like the left, and if and most of my friends happen to be on the left because I'm a hippie, right? And 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 you know and, and and I have a certain level of education. I grew up in a city. I now live in the country. So I'm of left persuasion. You know, mm-hmm. like or I hang around in circles that are of and left persuasion. And because of persuasion. your privilege, you get to have a choice. That's right. So so you I'm scrolling through my feed and what I'm seeing is constantly uh if you vote right, like if you vote for the libs, you are uh, you hate the environment. You are anti-women. Delete me now. You are from your yes, Facebook. D- delete me now. I don't yep, want to be friends with you. anyone who is yep. anti-poor, anti-environment, yep. and anti-women. Yeah, and you're the reason why. Fuck you. Yep. Life sucks right. because of you and your vote. Do not give me any other opinion. This is mine. I am left. Got it. You are wrong. I am right. You are wrong. Yep. And then I actually saw a couple of posts come up from people that I know and respect um, that said. Just because I voted right does not mean, like, you can make all the assumptions you want about me. That was one, 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 one post. Yes. One post in the thousand odd friends that I have that was, I voted right. So while, while we are shaming the right, while we are shaming the Trump-like figures, while we are shaming those who are have a vested interest in our economy and jobs and you know and a, and a more privileged lifestyle, mm-hmm. while we're shaming them, mm-hmm. that is when shit like Brexit happens. That's right. Shit like Trump gets into power. Yeah, we got the libs leading again. Yeah. Why? Because you shamed everybody, right. and now they don't have a voice. Right. 
And so they get to go into a secret ballot and put what they really think down on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right and wrong, like the environment doesn't actually have to come at the expense no. of the economy. No. Money and environment are not two opposing forces. Well, that's right. And that's like when you say in the spiritual world, you, to be all spiritual you need to be void of money right? and to be all in money and have money, you need to be void of spirituality when actually let's all have a dinner party together, talk to one another and we could probably give each other a few tips. Right. Because we're all human. Right. And we can connect on that level regardless of our political beliefs or our And I mean, this gets into systemics and constellation work and all of this around that everything has a piece at the table. Everyone has a place at the table or a piece in the pie and that even history before us, the youths are set up to see and adjudicate what has come before them as a catastrophe so that they feel like they have a purpose to exist, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise, right. there's nothing for me to be here for if there's nothing to change because that's an innate part of who we are. Mm-hmm. So if not to value what's become become before of us, is that, not to value what has come before, before us, us yes. is to deny what is to come, right? And so – acceptance of all. It's kind of like the Extinction Rebellion that's going on at the moment around the world and especially in the UK. And when I saw a lot of the stuff in my feed, I was like, you know what, it's a pity that we're still, this is such a wonderful idea. And yes, we've got 11 years before we start rolling into Extinction. There's a reality here and there's people taking action and I so appreciate that. But why are we doing it in this old model Mm. of like, we fucked up, so now we've got to fix it right? You did this. And so now I'm going to do that. When actually we're all playing a part and to actually honor where we are and to honor all pieces that nothing is wrong Mm. to be right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. There's got to be a new way for us to actually value those things. It's kind of like deciding not to do business or be an entrepreneur the way I've seen other people do it. And it's not because I'm wronging the way that they've created their millions and their success, but it's because I'm learning from that way, feeling into my way, and then educating myself to move forward in that with nobody getting to be wrong. That's right. Because while we have you, you, I'm right over here with my beliefs about the environment and extinction and I'm doing my thing to stop it. And then on the wrong side, we have all of these people who actually have the resources in order to make it happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but while we're going, I'm right, you're wrong, you're wrong, I'm right, I'm right, you're wrong, you're wrong, yep. I'm right, no change is happening. We need to bring them both together and meet in the middle of neither of us is wrong but what are we going to do? And stepping down off the soapbox. Right. Right? Everyone gets to have a voice and that's when shame isn't welcome because when we are sitting on our soapbox, a lot of the time we're pointing fingers. So when we actually, I want to say, embrace or shake each other's hand rather than point fingers at one another, then that's when we may see an opportunity for something better than we could have even imagined while we were standing up on our soapbox pointing fingers. That's right. And and we do that to ourselves as well, right? Right. We totally do. This is the outer, external game is just the same as what's happened on the internal. Yeah. So one thing that I uh, posted, I think, on my Instagram this week um, and that was just this theme was, you know, we can stand for something without standing against something else. Mm. And when we seek to understand 
rather than defend and judge, that is where we can actually change the world. Yeah, and it's the process of seeking to understand that actually means we have to or we get to put down the veil but also step out of our conditioning, just all uncomfortable but required. It's actually what's being required of us now as a human race because rejection of one another and orthodox ways are not serving us mm. as neighbours, as humans. As humans. And it starts with us. The more we can repeat to ourselves, I don't get to be wrong. My partner doesn't get to be wrong. My kids don't get to be wrong. We are all innately good. When we start to harvest that as a constant and as our truth, then be the change you wish to see in the world. The end. <laughs> right? Wrong. <laughs> that was Humans Resourced. To join myself, Carly Nimmo, and Kelly Brown in person and in our natural habitat of Byron Bay, come to Undercurrent, a one-day retreat to go beneath. Step away from the surface-level stuff, the overwhelm, the obligation, the confusion, the muddiness, the frustration, the lack, and dive into what always lies beneath. Your calling, soulful nourishment, support and flow. July 6th, Byron Bay. To find out more, go to bit.ly forward slash humans resourced or check the show notes.